0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king." who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him, and as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children and all of his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, "'Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything.'" And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him his debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii and seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all of that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy? on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you. And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of our loving, liberating, and life-giving God, amen. Please be seated. Years ago, living simply in a condo on 6th Street in Austin, Texas, while in my 30s, I shared joint custody of my dog, Sam Houston, with my ex, Rachel. He was the fearless, earless Airedale. And it just so happened it was my turn to have Sam. And Sam and I always had an amazing time together. Old Sam was a great dog. He was a best friend, faithful companion, always teaching me lots of important lessons about faith and love and loyalty and life, and when I say I live simply, I am acknowledging that I did not have many valuable possessions at that particular time. I had just been through a divorce, which can be financially depleting. I was just starting out in my career, a career which was not particularly lucrative to begin with. I had not traveled extensively to acquire anything culturally interesting, and I was just starting to get to know some artists whose work would eventually become part of a small but growing collection. But even then, I had this one valuable, I dare say even priceless, possession. It was from time that I spent in the Holy Land at St. George's College in Jerusalem at the end of graduate school, it was a trip that changed my life in every way. And while there, I had befriended a local Palestinian assistant archaeologist who had sometimes been paid for his work with rare finds from antiquity. In fact, some of the rare finds he had found himself. Occasionally, he was willing to part with one for the right price. He kept them wrapped carefully and hidden in a plain cardboard box that was out of sight. And over the weeks that I was there, he grew to trust me enough to show me his prized collection. And there was one particular object that absolutely took my breath away. And even he admitted it was most rare and most beautiful. It was a small, exquisitely crafted juglet from the Iron Age. Who knows? Maybe it had belonged to King David or King Solomon. You never know. I could not afford it. However, sometimes in this life, something just speaks to you, and you know that you have to have it, and you're going to figure out the details later. So I mortgaged my future. (laughs) I bought the jugglet. I brought it back home and I displayed it in all of its elegant glory on a very special shelf in my living room and it stood there proudly representing that stunning piece from a special time in history and a most meaningful personal experience in my own life. I say that it stood there, that is, until Sam got hold of it Why he did not go for the far less valuable objects surrounding it, I do not know. But I do know that when I got home that day, Sam had somehow knocked the precious juglet from its perch onto the floor and had broken off a large chunk of its 2,500-year-old neck. My first response, of course, was to kill him. (laughs) Or at least yell and scream and maybe spank or withhold treats from him. But then I realized something. Something really important that had the power to change everything. I realized that although he might be a blankety blank dog, he was my blankety blank dog. And that relationship made all the difference. Oh, sure, I could hold a grudge. I could try to get him to understand my point of view that he was not simply removing a piece of dried mud from daddy's shelf. I could huff and puff and I could bark and bellow and I could refuse to speak to him. I could banish him from my life. Or I could forgive him and move on. I chose the latter. When bad things happen in our lives, when conflicts or misunderstandings or even harm and hurt are done by another, we have a choice as to how we respond. Returning wrong for wrong, trying to get even or just writing someone off rarely works out well for anyone involved. As Jimmy Buffett sang, sometimes it is best to breathe in, breathe out. Take a deep breath and forgive as you have been forgiven. Besides, in the end, I knew very well that Sam had given so much more than he had taken away. You know, the Bible is filled with examples of how to respond when dogs, and more often people, do us wrong. Joseph's brothers were terrified, and rightly so, that Joseph after the unbelievable evil they had done to him after the unforgivable actions they had taken all because they were jealous of him they were terrified that Joseph was going to get even but Joseph recognized something that all of us would do well to remember Joseph told them I am not God I am not your judge I am your Brother. And even those things that you meant for harm, God can redeem. God can even use those for good. The writers of the Romans pointed out to these young Christians who were getting all worked up about differences of opinion, such as dietary restrictions or religious holy days, reminded them, God is God and you are not don't judge, don't demean, don't even criticize. God's is the only opinion that matters, the only judge who is capable of judging fairly, and all of us stand before God, and God, who is all about forgiveness and kindness and understanding and second chances, is most likely to uphold every single one of us rather than condemn any of us. And then Jesus reminds Peter, who thought he was going way beyond the call of duty, to offer forgiveness seven times. No, Jesus says. In this translation, it's 77. In other translations, it's 70 times seven. In other words, Peter, forgive as God has forgiven you, which I don't know about you, but for me, it is more than 490 times. <laughs> I probably exceed that in a week. In my behavior, my actions or lack thereof has likely been far more disappointing to God than simply knocking a juglet off of his shelf. That's why it's so important to recognize our place in the scheme of spiritual things. If we set ourselves up as judge or critic or superior, we become what I would likely call Millie Vanilli Christians. <laughs> Are any of you old enough to remember Milli Vanilli? <laughs> Two guys from Europe who stormed onto the music scene and even won the Grammy Award for Best New Artist. And then, in an interview, they proclaimed themselves the greatest band in musical history. <laughs> Better than the Stones, the Beatles, Beyonce, Stevie Wonder, Prince, and even Willie Nelson. Oops. They were found out to be lip-syncing to tracks that they never recorded in the first place. Don't place yourself too high on any pedestal that might be knocked to the ground. You and I are forgiven sinners called to forgive other sinners just like us. I'm thinking that maybe we collaborate with Joey and Ellen to do a Milli Vanilli Mass. (laughs) Just to remind ourselves that on one level, all of us are fraudulent. All of us fall far short. None of us is all that we claim to be or hope to become, not yet. There, but for the grace of God, go all of us. Years ago, after the sinful Sam antiquity incident, I was privileged to meet a wonderful musician in Houston. And I don't know about you, but I love musicians. Here they are, they're everywhere. And this particular musician who became, over time, my primary collaborator in musical creativity. And to say that this guy is talented would be like saying that Sam is curly and cute. It's an understatement. He was a brilliant jazz pianist. He was classically trained. He was a composer, an arranger, a musical force to be reckoned with. In fact, I remember that in my early 20s, just out of college, I had gone to hear him. And his band play in packed Houston nightclubs. You couldn't get anywhere near him. He was a force to be reckoned with. He had a huge following. I couldn't believe that this really big deal of a musician was willing to work with me. But he was. And we started working together. We had this beautiful thing going. But then something truly special We became friends, good friends, friends who trusted each other even with the most intimate details of our lives, and and we began to collaborate on jazz masses and and music festivals in Houston and in Kauai and even in Marfa, Texas. When we opened Padres, I remember it was my friend who played piano and did all the arrangements for the gospel divas when we celebrated with our blessing service and gospel show. And the two of us even tried starting a a jazz festival in Marfa. It was not the first time I've lost money on music. (laughs) But it's always worth it. But just before one festival out there, my friend had a falling out with a bass player who... Was incredibly talented. I had not had a falling out with this bass player and I considered him not just a great talent but a good friend and we needed a bass player so I hired him even though I knew it was against my friend and musical collaborators wishes. After my friend became aware of what I had done he wrote an email to me telling me how hurt and how disappointed he was in me and that he was writing me off. He wanted nothing to do with me ever again. I wrote back to him asking him not to do that, pleading with him to remember all of the good times, the amazing things we witnessed come together, our friendship, which was far more important than any disagreement for any reason, and certainly over any other person. <coughs> He never responded he even blocked me from his social media accounts I couldn't believe it our relationship our years of creative collaboration our deep friendship was finished over done just like that and by the way the version that I just shared with you that's my version I can guarantee you that his version is different and might be more accurate. Because most of us tend to be pretty nearsighted in our recounting of conflicts and disagreements. That incident, which pained me for so many years, happened over 12 years ago. I never saw him again. I never thought we would ever be reconciled. And then Sandy and I moved to this place called Round Top. And as you might know, magic happens here. Amazing things, the unpredictable and unexpected, if we will allow them to happen. Mysteries, I would say, even beyond our comprehension, I would dare say, even sacred sacramental mysteries unfold and seem to be born In this place, a few months ago on a Sunday, I was just about to step into the men's room of a local restaurant, joining some St. Cecilia's folks for brunch after our service, and the restroom was occupied, and so I waited patiently outside. I waited for what seemed like a really long time. (laughs) was starting to dance a little bit. (laughs) The door opened, and a man walked out. Even after all these years, I recognized him immediately, and I said his name. And he recognized me immediately, and he said my name. He had been in town that weekend for a concert at Festival Hill, and I asked him, If he was willing to meet my wife, Sandy, and he said yes, and he did. And we exchanged numbers again, and he threatened to tell her the truth. (laughs) But we agreed that we had a lot to talk about. I told him about St. Cecilia's and about our core value of celebrating all things creative, especially musical. And on Wednesday, the 27th of September, my former friend and I are finally meeting for lunch in Houston. And I hope and I pray at that lunch, he will forgive me for anyway which I did not honor him or respect him or love him as a friend. Because you see, when my time comes, I do not want there to be regrets. I don't want there to be unresolved tensions. I do not want there to be broken trust, I pray that in that moment there are no hard feelings at all for I know and God knows that hard feelings can't do much good for any except keep us afraid and cold with so much more we could have and hold in this life. So I want to ask you on September 27th to say a prayer for me. And while you're at it, pray for every single one of us that we, like God, will know better how to let go of anything that separates us from God or from one another. To breathe deeply and to move on, to forgive, to forget, and to accept just as our loving God does with each one of us every day.
1: Thank my body won't hold me anymore and it finally lets me free will I be ready when my feet won't walk another mile and my lips give their last kiss goodbye will my hands be steady When I lay down my fears My hopes and my doubts The rings on my fingers And the keys to my house With no Hard Feelings When the sun hangs low in the west And the line in my chest Won't be kept Held at bay any longer. When the jealousy fades away and it's ash and dust for casual lust, and it's just hallelujah in the loving thoughts, and love in the words, love in the songs we sing in the church, yeah. No hard feelings. God knows they haven't done much good for anyone. They kept me straight to hold, alone, afraid. And When my body won't hold me anymore And it finally lets me free Where will I go? Will the trade winds take me south Through Georgia green Tropical rain Or snow from heaven Will I join with the ocean blue? I run into a savior true. I shake my hands laughing and walk through the night straight to the light, holding the love I've known all my life with no hard feelings, God knows they have not done, much good for anyone, kept me afraid and cold, so much to have and hold. Under the curving sky I'm finally learning why it matters to you and me To say it really me The life and its loveliness all of its ugliness, good as it's been to me, well, I have no enemies, well, I have no enemies. In-